I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the free agent frenzy friend, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Man, it's officially the offseason for the Dallas Mavericks, and we it's like a love-hate, you know? You wish your team was still rolling on, and honestly, we're watch- we just watched this end of the Denver-Utah series. Pretty confident in a healthy Mavericks team against either of those teams, right? Yeah, yeah, I think either of those teams. The Mavs would definitely score against them. I mean, gosh, Murray and Mitchell kept going off for 50-point games. Now, Gary Harris makes it a little different. He was injured. He only played a couple games there. That, that makes it a little different for the Nuggets, but confident still in, against both those teams. Now that now I've seen both these series go to Game 7s and I've watched these teams a decent amount, I feel more confident than ever that a healthy Mavs team could have beaten any of I would have bet with for the Mavs against any team outside of LA for sure yes yeah we we don't know the, the result of Houston OKC game seven we're recording this before but yeah I think any of those series in which you know should the Mavs have tried to angle more to play in one of those other series should they have done more in the seeding games you know all that it's, you know it is what it is now it's done now I can't really go back and change that but Mavericks did get the worst opponent out of yeah. The entire Western Conference. And Utah, for sure. Utah really wanted Denver too. Remember all the resting they did yep. to get Denver? Yep. Okay, real quick, I'll top your head. What team is Gobert on at the end of next year? Oh my gosh. I, after his play in this in that series, I, I still think he's on Utah. I mean, I think that the Donovan Mitchell Gobert thing is nothing, right? Like I didn't see anything, yeah. all the seedings, and even in the playoffs, like in that game seven, like Mitchell was so psyched for Gobert anytime he did something good. So I don't think there's anything there. And I think Gobert's just He's part of what Utah does. Like maybe they try and make a big move like that, but I don't know. I don't think they're. In, I don't think they're in like, you know, reflexive. Like, oh my gosh, we have to do make a big move right now. Unlike if Milwaukee loses, <laughs> you know, like if Milwaukee or Houston loses to Miami, or if Houston loses to OKC in the first round, then yeah, that that's different. Those teams maybe make moves like that, but I don't think Utah's there yet. No, I think Bogdanovich being out is like their card. That yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we had Bogdanovich, but her. but I could see uh, Rudy Gobert on the Hawks, or he seems like a perfectly a perfect Nick, right? I mean, the Knicks would just <laughs> go for it. But I think no. he would love being on the Knicks. All right, on today's show, we are going to break down Mavericks free agent targets. Finally, after you guys have just sent us over and over again, you've sent us all kinds of different free agent targets. We're finally going to get into them. We're going to name. We're going to go through as many free agents as we can find and talk about them in brief. We'll go through in later shows and break them down a little bit more in depth, but this one is just going to be an overview of all the free agent targets that I think are out there that the Mavericks can can tackle. So today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, first of all, let's get into a little bit of the Mavs situation. So according to John Hollinger, the salary cap is probably going to stay the same as this year. This year is $109 million. It's probably going to stay the exact same. And so if Tim Hardaway Jr. opts out, the Mavericks have about you know, 18 to 20 million, something like that. 
in cap space if he opts out. They have a little bit more if, if Willie Colley Stein opts out, closer to like twenty three or something like that million. Uh, but that's if they if they opt in. If Tim Hardaway Jr. opts in, the Mavericks have no cap space. However, they will have the mid level exception because they didn't pay the salary tax. You know, they didn't pay t- tax this year, which means you know you get to a certain point over the salary cap, you're over the salary cap, but then there's a tax level. If you pay <laughs> your salaries goes over the tax level, you're a tax team. You know, those are teams with incredible, huge, you know, um, salary caps and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but the Mavericks will have the mid level exception. That's about nine point three million dollars that they would have. Uh, there's other ways that they can move other things around and get some more money, but we're going to operate under the fact that they either have money from Tim Hardaway opting out or they have this mid-level exception. Yeah, and we fully expect Tim to opt in. Uh, we talked yep. about that briefly on yesterday's pod that, I mean, anybody, especially with everything that's happened uh, with just you know, the hiatus and everything, um, I thought it was kind of up in the air. I thought he was, you know, maybe extension, maybe leaning towards it before everything shut down. Now I think it's just very clear he opts in, and if he opts out, I don't think he comes back on an extension. But yeah, yeah uh, who's turning just, down eighteen million in this economy, right? No, he's not <laughs> going to turn that down. So uh, let's assume he picks it up, and whatever Willie does, whether he opts in, or opts out. If here's the thing with him, if he opts in, he'll make roughly around. Three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars more than if he did if he opted out and signed a, a vet men somewhere else. So, if he opts out of this last year of his player option for for Dallas, he's not going to lose a ton if he signs a vet men with another team. So it's basically going to be for him, you know, what uh, situation base of where he wants to play. Um, Doesn't change a lot for the Mavericks either way. It's two point yeah. two million dollars for Willie Colley Stein, so that's not going to make or break a free agent. I don't think. Yeah, and so then you get to so the big thing Dallas will be operating with for the most part because we assume Tim will opt opt in will be this mid level exception, a little over nine million dollars. Now, Bobby Marks, ESPN, made this point in it that I thought was intriguing. Another thing to remember could take some money out of this that a portion of it could be used to sign a second round pick. And how he said in last year's draft, sixteen of eighteen players selected in round two signed for at least three seasons. And if you sign a draft pick, a, a second round draft pick for more than, for three or more seasons, then you have to like they're going to have to use some of this exception, which will just be like a million and a half of that. That could take it down to r- roughly around eight million of that exception. But you can't package the exception with another player in a trade, but you can split up the exep- exception. So you could take a portion of that and sign a player. You could do four million and four million if you want to. You just can't package it with a player. And you cannot combine it with cap space. So if Tim Hardaway yes. Jr. opts out, they have to. In order to get the exception, they have to be up to the salary cap already, right? They have to be, you know, it's why it's an exception, right? You, you have, you've used all your salary cap, but you're going to use this exception to add more to your team. So uh, that's that's the situation. That's where they're at. And so we're going to go through. We're going to go by. Uh, let's just go by. Um, you know, types of players that we've talked about. So we talked to you know, last couple of shows about the different types of players the Mavericks need to add. And, you know, wing defenders, obviously a secondary creator, hopefully one that upgrades from, uh, you know, Tim Hardaway or from, you know, Trey Burke. Uh, and an enforcer, definitely somebody that, you know, the, the Mavericks need after that Clipper series. Man, I was, of all the teams that I've watched, that's probably the worst team if you don't have an enforcer, right? Like if you don't have yeah. that guy that can just put somebody on their butt, you know, it goes out and steps in when there's going to, you know, be a fight or whatever, like against a Marcus Morris type. If you don't have somebody like that, it's the worst team to play against. And they, 
they happen to play against that team. And then uh, obviously veterans, like the Mavericks need to add some veterans. And it almost doesn't matter what type of players those veterans are. They just need to add a couple of players, especially if J.J. Barea is going to be gone. We talked about that yesterday. If Courtney Lee is going to be gone, he's an unrestricted free agent. You know, all, all of a sudden, you know, Seth Curry is the second oldest player on the team. Boban's the the, the veteran right on yeah. the Mavericks team. So they need and, to, they definitely need to add veterans in that way. And, you know, briefly, we talked before uh, we hit record about other ways they can add cap space. And just a reminder, they could go into the draft and look at the landscape and say, hey, if we want to create more cap space, if Tim opts in and they have the mid-level, but they're like, man, there's a guy out there that wants 12 or 13, whatever it is, can we create that? You would obviously have to offload money at that point. And so could you call up a team with cap space who doesn't plan on you know spending their money in free agency in a few weeks after the draft? Could you call them up and say, hey, we'll give you our draft picks. We'll give you 18 and 31 if you will take on DeLon and Justin, which would clear up around $14 million in cap space. And then you take that for would you sacrifice both the draft picks, DeLon, Justin? I'm just throwing those names out there. To open up fourteen million to go out there and get you know a, whoever it is for thirteen or fourteen million is that harder to do? Absolutely, especially in this climate this summer because <laughs> there's only a couple teams. There's only there's only three teams that are going to have at least nineteen million dollars in cap space, and that's Atlanta, Charlotte, and Detroit. So, and you assume those teams plan on using their money to go out and maybe try to sign somebody like a Fred VanVleet or a Davis Bertans or something like that. So. I don't know of how likely that is to find somebody to offload money to this summer, maybe next summer when everybody's saving up all the money and right. you know people are going to strike out inevitably. So anyway, that's just another way they could theoretically clear up money. Yeah, for sure. And this summer they'll have two draft picks, whereas next summer they're not going to have you know yeah. they're not going to have the, these draft picks to use as well. So this may be the year to try and do something like that even though a lot of teams don't have that space. So, all right, coming up, we're going to get into some actual names, talk about players that the Mavericks could target as free agents. We'll get into all that. But before we do, Isaac Harris, there's just so many different types of cars. You have a car. I have a car. <laughs> there's lots of cars. There's one reason to maintain, to repair and maintain your cars to save money and then use it for other important things like, you know, mortgage, food. Isaac has, like, a thousand jerseys behind him that those all cost money if he wants to save money if he wants to fix up his car but he doesn't want to spend as much money as he's going to have to at a dealership or at a shop go to rockauto.com they're a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years rockauto.com catalog is unique remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low that way you can save some money to buy yourself like 12 more Ravens jerseys. How many Ravens jerseys do you need, Isaac Harris? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Isaac. Seriously, he has so many jerseys behind him. You counted how many jerseys you have, right? 61 61 football you know basketball any baseball in there i have one cincinnati reds one adam dunn oh nice i loved adam yeah. dunn just the strikeout yeah. machine Actually, but he hit some I homers a, i have a world series uh elvis andrus jersey too by the way oh nice there you go yeah uh yeah there you go lots of jerseys so many so many ravens jerseys <laughs> how many ravens jerseys can a person have 
I have six or seven. All Let's right, go. let's get into some names. So I want to start with the wing defenders. I think that's probably the most important, you know, player type of player that the Mavericks need to add this summer. So I'm going to start with wing defenders. I have them listed with, you know, just by positions, and Isaac has them in tiers. So when I'm going to name a couple names. Isaac's going to tell you what tier he has them in and figure out, you know, if it's a good fit for the Mavericks and what we think. First one I came up with was Otto Porter Jr. He has a player option that seems so out of mm-hmm. out of left field because he was making so much money, and I don't think he's going to turn down that player option in the same way that Tim Hardaway Jr. wouldn't turn down his, but that's a name. The first one that came out that's like, if I had a wish list, then yeah, adding a player like that, really good three-point shooter, good defender, that's the perfect type of player you'd want to add. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's 26, shot 38% from three. I just don't think he opts out. I didn't put him on my list because, yeah, yeah he's – due to make 27 million and yeah i don't think he opts out a player that could potentially opt out is jeremy grant jeremy grant is having an incredible playoffs right now uh he, he continues on since denver won that game seven um he's been he's moved into the starting lineup for denver that really changed changed their course basically against the jazz he's one of those really rare players that he's kind of a wing kind of a big he can pit he can you know roll off of a screen he can also spot up and hit a three he can guard wings he can guard some bigs you know he's just a really versatile player and we've targeted him for a long time we've really thought that he was a player the Mavericks should try and go get but he is a 9.1 million dollar player option he could turn that down potentially the Mavericks if they were going to get him, would have to probably move around some other pieces like we talked about earlier because I don't think he's just going to move to Dallas <laughs> just for like 200000 more, right, from, from the mid-level or something. But that's definitely a player that would be super, super high on my wish list of like realistic guys. Okay, if we're if we're going to rank guys... So yeah, I rank, my, I rank my guys in tiers. I have like an A-list. I only put guys in my tiers that I think are good fits. And for instance, somebody like Fred Van Vliet, I think is a very good fit, but he's on my A list because, but I don't think we have a shot at him. I think somebody's going to overpay him. Toronto's going to bring him back probably. So then it gets into my B list guys that I think are realistic shots for Dallas to make a run at this summer or this summer, this off season, whatever. Y'all get it. (laughs) We're going to keep saying, when are we going to stop saying summer? I don't know. Never, ever. Jeremy Grant, number one target for me. This is the number one free agent that I want them to go after. I know he's restricted, but you said it's at $9 million. Could Jeremy Grant... player option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, my bad. Player option. Could Jeremy Grant decline the player option because he wants a longer-term deal? And that's the type of thing to where I could see Dallas looking at and saying, all right, let's... We'll give you a longer term deal. We'll cut into our 2021 cap space with the idea of trying to move off somebody else like a DeLon Wright or somebody that has a lot of, you know, has a similar type of money. So could he decline the player option for $9 million, but then sign like a three or four year deal making $9 million with Dallas? Possibly. You know, if Dallas says, hey, we'll give you not, you know, we'll give you three year 27 million instead of you just playing this last year at nine i don't know i mean that he is just he is just 26 years old he shot 38 percent from three this past year when i look at any of these free agents out there i always i ask myself the same question are they an upgrade over dorian are they an upgrade over whoever you have on the maxi on the roster i think jeremy grant is an upgrade over Dorian Finney-Smith. I think he is an upgrade over Maxi, and I think he would be a great starter next to next to KP. Just versatility on defense and everything. That's the that's a sneaky type of Dallas move. That meant yes, he is one A for me. 
on free agent targets if he if he opts out. Yeah, that one is a huge one. The other one, another Denver pro, you know uh, prospect is Tory Craig. He's re- he has a restricted you know deal coming up this summer. He's one that would be awesome. Like definitely a great defender on the wing to have. He's restricted though. I don't see the Mavericks. You know I don't see that being realistic. But another option on Denver that could be good. Yeah, I like him. I mean, he was very, very close from being the uh, the joke of all jokes for in Denver history uh, <laughs> in that uh, Utah Jazz, Utah Jazz, Utah Denver game. But no, I, I like him too. I think Denver would maybe try to bring him back. I want to assume that. Yeah, for sure. I do. I do. I like him, but it's like it goes back. How much do you like him? Are, is he just a? Are you gonna pay him? Yeah. I just, I just wonder how much you like him. Would you start him? I don't know if I would start him in Dallas. I don't think I'd start him over Dorian. So would you pay him $6 million to come off the bench? I'm not for sure on that. Oh, I would pay him $6 million to come off the bench. Yeah, definitely. But you're going to have to hand him a long-term deal. So that's my yeah. and my deal is would you cut in you know, 6 or $7, 8000000 million into 2021 cap space for Torrey Craig? That's, that's where I'm trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, and that's where you're probably like, nah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, probably not. Uh, another name that it gets brought up all the time is Jay Crowder. He's you know a veteran. He's also a wing defender. He's a theoretical shooter more than he is a shooter. He gets hot like once every ten games or something like that. He'll hit like three or four threes, and everyone will freak out. And then you'll realize the guy's shooting only what thirty two percent, thirty three percent from threes. Just not that great of a shooter. But he would fit the veteran category. He's been to the finals. He's you know been in big games. He's played with you know star players like LeBron. You know, he's definitely he's unrestricted with with Miami. That's definitely a player I think the Mavericks should should target. I mean, how not? much money did he make this year? Do we know? Uh, someone knows, but it's not me. Jay Crowder this year made seven point eight million. So here's my thing with Jay Crowder. We we have an attachment to him. Some of us do. Kind of a love hate thing. I think there's times we we loved him in Dallas. But then there were times like, dang, like, can you hit a shot too? Which a lot of people uh, who have rooted for teams that he's played on had a similar experience. But I like Jay Crowder. I think he would bring a toughness to an extent. I keep on coming back to, is he better than Dorian? I that's just one of those things. And kind of like the Tory Craig thing, if you're he's going to be an unrestricted guy, you have you've had a relationship with him. So would he come to Dallas? Would you want to hand him a three or four year deal and cut into? I mean, he's going to at least want that seven, at least let's say eight or nine. Yeah. Will he? You know, does he want a three year deal? Probably. But so, will you cut into the space for that? I kind of want to push back on your "is he better than Dorian" thing for all these guys because the Mavericks just need somebody else like this, right? You think about all right, who are the Mavericks? You know, plus defenders. You're like, okay, Maxi Dorian. And then it just trails off, right? Like you just need another. It should yeah. be should be Delon, right? This year it wasn't that, but you need somebody else. You know, like you need a couple other names in there. So even if they're not better than Dorian, like maybe like would Jay Crowder be okay coming in and coming off the bench? Maybe, maybe that would be a, a stipulation he'd want. The Mavericks were a playoff team. It's not like they're this lottery team anymore where guys come in and like, oh, I have to start if I'm going to go play for the Mavericks. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think that. Just to add another body like that, I think the Mavericks need to do whether it's a starter type guy or not. And the rest of these names I, I'm going to yeah. name are probably not starters either. Yeah, it, it just for me it comes down to if you're going to add somebody. When I ask if Dorian or not, because if I'm going to replace Dorian in the starting lineup, and I'm going to hand somebody 
a contract that, that's going to cut into the 2021 cap space, then I want it to be somebody that's better than Dorian because then I'm paying a guy and I'm cutting into that space for a guy that's going to come off the bench when theoretically I could maybe go out and trade for a guy on an expiring contract or I can go out and sign a guy, you know, maybe a guy a step down lower to a one-year deal. Like, could you convince Jay Crowder to come here on a $9 million one-year deal and give him the full mid-level? I don't know. Probably not. Because he's kind of a mercenary, though, right? Like he kind of just—he's kind of a journeyman. He just like goes around and (laughs) plays for all these different teams. He gets traded a bunch. It feels like. So if like yeah, if he's willing to come here on one year nine point three, the full mid level, whatever it is, sign me up. Let's do it. There's another body. I'm down for that. It just gets into three or four year deals for players that are not better than Dorian. That's where I'm a little iffy on. Yeah, I don't think so. Let me rapid fire through some of these other names. Uh, Avery Bradley, he has a player option with the Lakers. That's a guy come in. That's just that's another body. He'd be okay coming off the bench probably. A veteran as well. Been to the finals hopefully a couple times by the end of the season. Derek Jones Jr., unrestricted free agent. He's a name that the Mavericks definitely definitely love and definitely like. You know, I'm probably not a you know reliable three point shooter at this point in his career, but unrestricted. Um, Andre Roberson, unrestricted, definitely a minus three-point shooter, but that's another guy that'd be a plus defender. They could add Mo Harkless is a name I think we both like. Yeah. He's unrestricted as well. I like I like Mo Harkless. I like Derek Jones Jr. He just he, I think he shot like 28% from three this past year. We need shooters. So I like Mo Harkless. We're just talking about wing defenders. Uh, Wade Ellington, he's a vet. And he was a steal back in the day for his draft. Yeah, I don't think that's um, a wing defender, though. That's, that's a shooter. <laughs> Uh, okay, we're just doing wing defenders, not just wings. Yeah, um, yeah, just wing defenders right now. Uh, the other names that I have, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, Courtney Lee, those are two other names that the Mavericks could bring back. They're both un- they're yeah. both unrestricted. David Nwaba, I think he either has a team option. It's kind of hard to follow what he has right now. But uh, Justin did you Anderson- say Trevor Ariza? Tre- no, I didn't say Trevor Ariza. Okay, Ariza, he's got up there in age though, and I thought he was done before he went and played Portland. I and- know. Did you mention the guy that we don't like right now, but it would be a great fit, Marcus Morris? Nah, I have him under enforcers. I have I have oh, Marcus okay. Morris and then like ten dots after him. But yeah, that's that's another player that it would be like when the Lakers. I wanted him. <laughs> I said it on this pod that I wanted him before he he went to he like played the game with San Antonio and then went to the Clippers. But I wanted him on this team, and I'm not gonna lie. If he was if he wanted to come here, and if Dallas wanted him to come and they sign him. Y'all know I'm gonna be about it. <laughs> that would be like when the Lakers signed Matt Barnes. Remember when the, remember Matt Barnes like threw the ball in Kobe's face, and then the next year they yeah. signed him. Kobe was like, "If that guy can go at me, then yeah." It was the same thing with Ron Artest too. Like Ron Artest took it at Kobe, and then the next year he was on the Lakers. <laughs> Kobe was older than all those guys though, so that's a little bit of a different situation. Also, they didn't try to kill him. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Coming up, bunch more names. We're going to fly through some of these enforcers, secondary creators, and uh, shooters, veterans, a whole bunch of stuff. i got a bunch of names coming up for you. We'll talk about that. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into a bunch more of these names. Secondary creators. We talked about some of them yesterday. I think more realistic ones, you know, Goran Dragic. That's definitely a, a realistic name. He's an unrestricted yeah. free agent. Uh, Bobby Marks tweeted during this game that Goran Dragic is, you know, like planning to have one of the highest one-year deals in, in NBA history because he's playing so well in the playoffs. And a lot of these teams are trying to keep 2021 space. And so they're going to overpay Dragic for one year to keep that space in 2021. It, 
I don't know. Bobby Marks might know something about that. Who's going to freaking pay him? Nobody can pay him. Right. I guess it could be Miami, but. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Miami could, but like Atlanta's not. Charlotte's not. Detroit's not. Yeah, they'd be bidding against themselves, I think. I guess Detroit could, but where where, where is that going to take them? I mean. Yeah. Maybe a point guard to right the ship, but yeah, Detroit has. Detroit's roster is so bad. Like, no, that's the worst in the league. Our condolences to Matt Shock on on uh, <laughs> Locked On Pistons. That, that is quite the team to talk about right now. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, no, um, DJ Augustine. I'll, we've talked about that. There's there's not many secondary creators in this in this market right now. Like I I can't think of many that were. But super do you want Dragic? Because I, I I think he would be great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely. It just seems like it's not possible. Like even if they, like I don't know if he is the Luca Slovenia connection that strong to where he would just take nine. Like the mid level to come play yeah. the Maver- to play with the Mavericks or take like that sixteen if they moved off of Delon and Justin, you know, if they were able to go that route. Oh, I think so. I mean, he he is thirty three. I mean, I, I know he's playing he's playing pretty well he's for only Miami. Thirty three. So. Yeah, kind of sworn he's like thirty six. It feels like he's been around forever. Yeah, I mean, he's thirty three. He's playing well in this Miami series, and I mean, yeah, it just it just depends. I mean, I would assume he would just be back in Miami. And that would just be the case for him. But if he did entertain other offers and, you know, if you have other teams out there offering 11 or 12 and Dallas is sitting there saying, hey, we can only do 9.3. I don't know. Could could the Luka connection to play with Luka and Dallas be worth two and a half, three million dollars? Maybe. I mean, it could. I think it would be a good fit, too. I mean, I I really do think it would. So everything Trey Burke did, Goran Dragic could do that way better. Yeah, and heck, I mean, you know, and Luke more. would be happy about it and everything. For so. sure, for sure. Oh, all our all our Slovenian and European listeners just got really excited when they heard oh. that. We'll see. We'll see if that could happen. So yeah, that's. I mean, uh, did you see other any second any other secondary creators? I just don't think there's a lot on the market right now. There's like smaller names like Yogi Ferrell, Jordan Clarkson. You know, yeah. I mean, realistic realistic people. No, I mean, because like yeah. Fred VanVleet would be awesome. Yeah, Bogdanovich sure. would be great. Um, Bogdan. I mean, they're, they're just—it's just not going to worry. You're looking at Dragic and even Augustine. Like, I mean, I would almost argue that Trey Burke is—I'd almost have Burke instead of Augustine. Yeah, that's like you know. So, do you would you rather have the veteran of DJ Augustine so that he doesn't kill the Mavs twice a year? Right? Would you, would you rather <laughs> have that? Uh, enforcers. I think that there's a couple of interesting names in here. Serge Ibaka is probably the, the most interesting name. I think the combo of like Goran Dragic and Serge Ibaka would be an incredible, you know, dual like free agency pull if the Mavericks could pull that off. Sign me up, man. This is one A for me, Jeremy Grant. One B, Serge Ibaka. These are the two guys that I want them to go get more than anything. I want Serge Ibaka, a Dallas Maverick. He fits everything. He's an enforcer. He's the vet. He is thirty years old. He's been in the league. He can shoot the three. We think. I know the joke you're gonna make. Uh, <laughs> he shot thirty eight percent from three. I think he would i think in ways he could play alongside kp he yep. could back up kp mm-hmm. he, he gives you another big body and with that he, if kp rests some next year and is on some type of plan to where he's resting more he can fill in there i i love the addition everything off the court what you hear about surge how awesome like he he would fit in dallas perfect absolutely once you find somebody that can play with all of your bigs 
right? Like you think about Jeremy Grant's kind of the same where he can play with every single one of the bigs on the Mavs lineup. He can play with Maxi. He can play with Dwight. He can play with KP. He can play with Boban, right? Like if you wanted to play that guy, like that's just a such a you know a home run for them if they could do that. He's he's unrestricted as well. So both Dragic and Ibaka are unrestricted. Mavericks would have to probably maneuver a little bit to try and make that happen. But yeah, if the, if if both the like if the Heat get put out and then if the you know if the Raptors get put out, I don't know, maybe he jumps ship and decides he wants to go somewhere else. Who knows? But they, yeah, that that's a name for sure that we're interested in. So many other enforcers. I mean, there's so many others. We mentioned Marcus Morris. His brother Markeith Morris is also unrestricted. Uh, Montrez Harrell, that one's not really possible. <laughs> I don't think he's unrestricted, I but. I don't think that that's just, he's just going to make too much money somewhere. Who knows? Where's Montrezl Harrell going to play next year? No, I think he'll be at the Clippers. You think so? They'll just re-sign him? Oh, yeah. 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 They don't have a lot, they're going into tax, I guess. I don't think they care, especially <laughs> if they win a title this year. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Uh, you Kelly think Balmer o- cares about the tax? <laughs> that's true. That's true. What is the tax? <laughs> sales tax? Yeah. This is the tax. sales tax for the team? <laughs> Uh, Kelly Olenek, he can pull somebody's arm out. The Mavericks have been Ooh. interested in him, too. That'd be funny if they came away with Derek Jones Jr. and Kelly Olenek this offseason after trying to do it last year and failing. That'd be hilarious. Because <laughs> they're both unrestricted. Or Kelly Olenek is a player option, but Aaron Baines, unrestricted. That's a player that he doesn't fit the, you know, can play with every single one of the Mavs' bigs criteria. He's, he's yeah, that, a little bit that, more specific. That's where it gets tougher now because the Mavericks are better and we expect yeah. them to be so much better that now we have to be picky of the fits to where like him and Tristan Thompson theoretically like a few years ago bring him in let's do it now with KP moving to that five role we already have Dwight Boban's back Maxi plays the five some too like you can only, you only have so many spots if Willie opts in you know so I'm not you know I'm not all in on I love Baines I think it'd be a cool fit in Dallas I just don't think, like, on paper, basketball-wise, it, it's going to fit, rotation-wise. Baines can really shoot the three, too, right? Like, it's it's not that, just because he's not a three-point shooter, but he's just such a specific defender that he's only, like, a low-post kind of defender like that that, you know, makes yeah. it so they can't play with any of those other guys. Uh, let's just go, there's a bunch of shooters, too. Danilo Gallinari's an unrestricted free agent. I don't know if $9 is going to be enough for Danilo, but if the no. Mavericks wanted to just completely, like, lean in, I mean, how good would the Mavericks' offense be if it, they... It's like KP, Luca, Danil Calinari, Seth Curry, Tim Hardaway. Just like 63s. Oh my gosh, so many threes. But he's unrestricted. Joe Harris, same thing. Davis Berton, same thing. All those guys unrestricted. Those are shooters that they could add. Uh, any other names as we finish up here? Any other names that stick out to you as guys the Mavericks could potentially add? Thon Maker. Uh, did you mention Thon? I, d- I didn't know if you threw him out Paul there. Millsap, he's unrestricted. I don't know what he's going to yeah, do with Denver. It seems like Denver's really going to move on from him between Michael Porter Jr. and Jeremy Grant. Like Between either of those two guys, Paul Millsap could be available. He's a vet. He could come in. He's a you know, no, I like him, yeah. Defender-type guy. He's, he's trying to add a three-point shot to his game. It's pretty streaky, but you know he's a potential add they could bring in. No, yeah, I like Millsap a lot. And I mean, for, yeah, depending on what his price tag would be, it's crazy for him because he makes $30 million this year on an expiring yeah. deal. He's not going to get anywhere close no. to that. But we have no clue what that market's going to look like for him. So, yeah, Millsap. And then, you know, the four guys that I have as realistic targets that I want Jeremy Grant, Abaka, Dragic, Jay Crowder. I think those four guys are yeah. realistic 
And then you're just looking at smaller names after that. Kendrick Williams, I like him from New Orleans and stuff. But you're just looking at smaller names at that point. I think if if for Dallas to really improve the roster, I think you're looking more at a trade route than free agent route. This free agent class is so weird. But and you kind of control what you can kind of like pick and choose like what you want to target as far as contract wise when it comes to trade stuff. Not a lot of players might not be signing one year deals is to get them at that, you know, because you don't want to cut into the 2021 cap space. So could you go out there and try to target somebody in a trade market that could be on an expiring contract? I think that could be a more likely route. And that's something we're going to be talking about on tomorrow's pod with uh, some trade targets. And we're going to talk about it for the weeks to come. Absolutely. We're going to have a bunch of trade targets, a bunch of teams that, you know, Mavericks are like, all right, let's just try and target some of these guys. And I think that's going to be the route, like Isaac said, where they're going to be able to add some players. So uh, also send in your five star Apple podcast review questions. Go give us a five star review on Apple podcast and then leave a question. We'll answer it on the podcast at some point. We're going live on Hot Mike on Thursday. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, go ahead and download the app. Use the promo code Nick Van Exit. Follow my channel, Nick Van Exit, and then we, you'll be notified when we go live to do a Q&A as well as our trade targets for tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.